Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hey, hello and welcome to the View from the Gladys Street podcast. I'm Paul Wheelock and I'll be hosting this show this evening as our usual host Ian Kroll is off sick and to make things worse, Rob, it's his birthday as well this week, isn't it? Conveniently. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. Yeah. But, uh, happy birthday, mate, and hope you're feeling better soon. Uh, but I am glad to say we've got two blues here who are fit and well and joining me. Rob Astell. Evening, mate. And Connor Bennett. Oh, yeah, you right. Yeah, to talk all things Everton, uh, including tonight's breaking news about the stadium, which we will come to at the end because uh, it's just come through, hasn't it, lads, when, uh, before we just started recording. But uh, let's start with, with, with the football itself. Everton are back in action on Sunday against Tottenham. And they'll be going into the game on the back of four matches without a win after for losing 3-1 at Man City last weekend. First and foremost, Rob, what, what did you make of the actual performance and the result against City? It was one of them, wasn't it? We masters masters of our own downfall again. Um, I think every goal could have been uh, avoided. Um, yeah, it's just a typical case this year, isn't it? We've gone to a top six. It's yeah. top six side, and and uh, we've. I don't think we played that bad. As uh, don't get me wrong, I mean the first half was probably the poorer out of the two halves, but we had chances. First 20 minutes, we weren't too bad, I didn't think. Yeah, you know, we were, com- scored, yeah, we were compacting and we went to yeah, pieces yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah. And then, you know, we had chances again. And it, it's the first time I've known us to go to these grounds in quite a few years where if you've got a clinical goal scorer, they're going in at the end of the day. And <laughs> yeah. that's, that's unfortunately what, what we're missing at the minute. And let, let's, you know, let's not mask it anyway. City, the best team in the league, you know, the way they play football. I wasn't expecting anything from the game whatsoever and I know we, I was disappointed to lose I'm disappointed to lose every week but I'm not going to take too much disappointment from it because like I said I thought we did alright it's just tweaking a few little things and didn't particularly think the three at the back worked as it should have um, and then with investments in, in that team you know with a goal scorer and a, a more attacking players you can you know Make it make a bit of a difference. We'll be sound there in a few years. Well, not even a few years. Let's say you know we'll have a couple few windows maybe. Yeah, is that something you agree with? Like we're lacking a goal scorer yeah, at the well, moment. The two Richardson chances, any like an half decent strike, I probably would have put them away. That one at the far post where he tried to volley it over, probably should have went with his head. He would have caught Edison off off balance. Um, the one was it like the one that comes to the one on the edge late on that, mm. that could have been better, but it was one of them. The game went sort of gone at that point. I agree with Rob. Three at the back didn't work and. It should have been maybe a bit of a different system. I think missing Gay was a big thing as well, which is weird because of how bad he was in the game. Yeah, the game was a little build up to you it. Yeah, if, he don't was in, yeah. if he was injured, carrying something. And then know. Gomes and Sigerton just looked a bit lost. I think Gomes was the best of the two, but Sigerton in the middle just didn't sort of carry any weight for me. I think no one was sure of what. Yeah, it, it was the, a bit. Who, who, was filling, yeah. who was filling Gay's role? Gay's role really because yeah. he's the one who who does the, the nitty gritty effect. Yeah, yeah, he's about ever. You know, and I don't be wrong. I'm, I'm, I don't think Andre Gomez or Sigurdsson kind of knew who was doing what. Yeah, 
Um, but, you know, it just shows we either vitally missed them or we're crying out for that box-to-box midfielder, which some people are alluded to. Yeah, and, yeah. And anyone regular listening to this podcast will know that Ian always puts uh, invites out to the uh, members of our Royal Blue Facebook page and we've had quite a few questions so I'll probably just include them as throughout the show rather than do like a Q&A, uh, Q&A session at the end giving the news tonight about the stadium uh, and, and what, just a couple of things but both you you lads have been saying Dan you, you've both picked someone about is this a guy and, and there's a lad called Nick Hoggoff, Hoggoff I should say on the Facebook page and he's saying if guy's still out this weekend and over the Christmas schedule do you think James McCarthy, if he's ready, could be the answer there. I, I do. I, I'm, I'm still a fan of McCarthy. I think he, he sort of fits that role perfectly. I don't know. He's not the same sort of like level of quality as his game, I think, apart from his first season, which we obviously saw. But that, I think, more help with body having having body there. But yeah, it, it's got to be. I think you can't really persist with having Sigerton and Gomes. I think that it's not too attacking. But as Rob said, they just look lost. Like mm. until it could work in like three games where you say like, this is what the system is going to be. But at that point, Gage going to be back. So you're sort of wasting your time, so you've got to go McCarthy or Davis. I think McCarthy's probably, at the minute, it, depending on how fit he is, will be the better option than Davis because he doesn't look pretty much like the player he was. I get what Connor said, you know, I think, but I do think, I mean, I think I've read something today on James McCarthy saying he's oh yeah, the, he's training, isn't yeah, he, and, yeah. he's, and he's with the first team, but he's not ready for for minutes yet, which is, you know, fair enough given, given what happened to him. So if Gay's not fit, it's going to be a huge miss because... You know, we know their qualities there midfield have gone and we need to kind of uh, nullify them as quick as we can. Um, but I, I think it could be, you might try Tom Davis in that role again. Or, or you know, I don't know what the fitness of Morgan Schneiderlin is. Yeah. Does, does he, can he come yeah. in and, and, and do something? You know, you, you, know you, you, you don't know what Marco Silva's thinking or what he's going to do. Um, but I do hope that uh, is it is ready, ready to go. Guys, fit or not, are you, what are you saying? Back to four at the back yeah, rather than yeah, three. Yeah, can't be three. I just, I just think with the three at the back, I think with the three at the back, you need two fullbacks who are completely consistent. And we've got that in Lucas Dean, and we've spoke about Coleman in the yeah, past, and, and 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 his form and, and and how he's doing and stuff. And you see it on Twitter, and you see it all on the social media, and people talk. Don't think Coleman's very far away from a difficult conversation. No, no, I agree. Especially January, you know, and and I do think we could have a new right back next summer, um, or at least to well compete with compete with Coleman. And I think if your fullbacks are doing the right job, again, three at the back, they should be all right. But it 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 doesn't work. We haven't got that we haven't got that quality to play three at the back at the minute. And I'm not. I'm not having a pop. To be honest with you, I'm not having a pop at Mina, Keane, or Zuma because I think I'm big fans of them all. Should be told, but I just think the way it, we, the quality we, we've got in that team now, doesn't suit that formation. And it, it's even if Idris is not fit on 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 Sunday, I'd try and revert to back to formation as best we can. Connor, so if if we are going to two two centre backs yeah. again, and I know this is a, a point Michael Sullivan on our Facebook page made. Which ones would it be? I think it's got to be Mina and Keane. I think even for Mina's mistakes on against City, he's still he's he's still are better. I think out of him and Zuma, Zuma's pretty well decent. But for me, Mina's our player. We need to focus on improving Mina as well as as um, as long as we've got Zuma, he's a nice third option. I think and maybe even fourth if say his form falls away like I did at Stoke. But Mina's our player. We need to focus on him 
and see what we've got with him. He's not played he's not played too much since Bar- like Barcelona. It was obviously failed there in a decent World Cup, but I think we need to see what we've got in him. And Keane's been our most consistent performer at the back, apart from Dinier. So we just need to, I think, stick with them too. I don't. Zoom is decent, but I think you've just got to stick with them too. Could you ever envisage a time Zuma playing right back if it feels like Coleman needs a bit? Of, you know, did that against City? Did you think? Could you see, could you see it if you, if you know, if Marco Silva thinks, you know what, Coleman, take a game or two out the team, get your form back, have a think about how you're playing. Could you see him? Could you? Could you not, I don't think he's good enough going forward no. to play as a right back and like he's too team. defensive minded yeah. isn't he to, to, to do to do a job like he's too big almost to yeah. be a full back I think he's he... I think he could do a job in the middle knowing like there's a holding in front yeah, of him yeah. but not as a right back no. no I think you need someone a bit more legs not going back to the Walter Smith days like centre <laughs> midfield and right back and left back here. but just further up the pitch I know there's a lot of discussion about this lad in the in the in the lead up to the City game and it's probably continued after that I know it certainly has done online because Dominic Calvin living got his goal and to be fair to him his goal return probably last season his first proper season in the Premier League was decent and again it is this this year it's well documented we, I think all, all Evertonians think that another forward's needed is he the answer in the in the short term? <sighs> you know what his record speaks for itself doesn't it? I suppose he comes on and he does a job yeah. he scores goals but is he that final answer? He's obviously not is he? No. You know you need someone with a bit more presence and a bit more you know I, I hate referring to ex-players, but you need a Lukaku style of player, you know, a big lad, you know, a powerhouse who's going to cause defenders, you know, all sorts of trouble and, and you know, pacey. And I, I just think Calvert-Lewin's lacking in certain areas. He's a great impact player. He gets himself into some great positions. I thought that was a great header on Saturday. Yeah. Um, the header against Palace as well, uh, good, uh, a couple of months yeah. ago, that was good as well. Just don't think he's the answer at the minute. I think, but what you've got to do is you've got to realise what you're kind of stuck with at the minute because we're getting the best out of the Charleston when he's on the left, not when he's up top, mm-hmm. being flanked by two big centre-halves. So if you can get the best, if it means bringing him in to get the best out of certain other players, then sound, let's 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 keep him up there. He's obviously a better option than, than the ass. I mean, I don't even think we're allowed to even play him anymore than the last day <laughs> squad, are we? Uh, Tosin. I'm a like a fan of Tosin, but I just think I think he lacks that pace, doesn't he? Yeah. Tosin, because yeah. he's a good. I think he's a good finisher, but yeah. it's, it's it's him getting in that position to score, which is which is kind of the problem to keep given the the speed we play at going forward now. But you know, over the Christmas period, there's you know we've got how many games? Is it three games in a week, or something like that? It's gonna be time. That, you know, you're gonna need young legs like Calvert Lewin to come in and and to do a job and. If it means getting the best out of the Charleston, who's our top scorer, who's probably been our best player this season, then you know what, so be it. And and you know what, it's not like Calvert Lewin's just there to just there to make up the numbers. The lad scores. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, you know, he creates chances. He had a great chance in the first half. I did get flagged offside. It was a yeah. great save for Medicine yeah. at, early at the doors, same time. It? It early but, he's, but yeah, but he's caught. But he's causing. But he's caught, He causes problems with his pace. You know, so I've got no issues in playing him. One thing I would say about Calvert Lewin is he plays better with Luckman. Like, yeah. I think mm-hmm. everyone yeah, yeah. knows that. It's like Tosin and Walcott. I think like, mm-hmm. them two complement each other quite well. So I think if you're going to play Calvert-Lewin, you've got to play Luckman because he sort of thrives with them. As Rob said, he's an impact player. So I think it's not a bad option to have with half an hour to go to throw them two on because they're both quick, they're both skillful, less Calvert-Lewin, but they both cause problems for tired legs. I think he probably could, like as Rob said again, Christmas period, he's going to get a chance. So if he takes it, then there's probably there's going to be no issues with him. 
starting there. It's just if he takes his chance as he did against City. You think Luckman's similar to Calvert Lewin? Which, which was the game he came in against? It was Newcastle, wasn't it? Newcastle, Newcastle, Newcastle and then yeah. he's been yeah. back on the bench. And I, th- I, th- I thought he did all right at Newcastle. Yeah. And and he, it, I think as a, as any attacking player across a front three or even as wingers, you, you thrive on confidence, don't yeah. you? Yeah. And you're not going to get confident by starting a game and then being dropped for the next game. So with this period coming up now, you know, like I said, same same as Calvert-Lewin, he's young, he's got the legs for it. Just say to Marco Silva, say to him, listen, these next four games, they're on you. Yeah. He said, I'm sticking here, I'm starting you. Do what you can and, and go from there. For me, he's got to start, he's got to start. I mean, Walcott had another chance on Saturday, didn't he? He blew yeah, the second half, yeah. You know, and, and I, I know what I... I said I we got asked the question on the last pod of um five Everton players who you don't see who've got a future at the club and I said Walcott is one of them and Ian was a bit shocked when I said it. But I think I think it's justified. I think there's a level he never reached at Arsenal. And we got can't we can't he looked great for us last year because of what we were kind of putting up with, but if we want to make that step above, it's that step up. I don't think he's the answer. That's why I'd be giving Luckman all the game time in the world to try and prove himself. Mm-hmm. Don't be wrong, Walcott can come off the bench and, and, and make just as good an impact as, as, as Luckman does. He's fresh legs, he's got pace and he does create chances. He did it against Southampton in the Cup, yeah, he won yeah. and equalised. But, you know, it, it, I would be starting Luckman definitely um, on that wing. That you, Connor, Luckman, Richarlison, the two wide players against Tottenham on Sunday? Yeah, uh, 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 yeah, I wouldn't have anything different with that. I'd probably have Bernard like, in the middle as well, a little rotation instead of Sigurdsson if he can't if yeah. if we've got another centre mid back. But yeah, I agree with Rob. You've got to let Luckman prove himself now and just say, listen, it's your cha- your time to shine. Take it because if you if he wants to put his foot down and like just prove why he he was decent at Leipzig, he's got to show for us. It's all well and good pointing back to last season how well he did on loan, but. What we've seen so far this season has been bits and bobs. It's not been what you want to see from a player you turn down 25, 30 million for. I think I think as well what people what people do forget is he did actually struggle at Leipzig at first. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, I think, uh, is it Ralph Raganek? Ra- oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Had a pop yeah. at him at one point. Yeah. And, and, and I think it was towards the end of the season when he was a lot, when he, he, was, playing, up, yeah. he was playing a lot better. And, and like you just said there, I mean, he, he, he got to, he's got to prove it. It was just when he was there at Leipzig, he was scoring when we were getting beat remember the yeah, Arsenal one he got the yeah. winner so it sort of elevates him that bit it, it further put, that, yeah it puts him on that pedestal to say well why have we got this lad out this lad out here when he's obviously got talent yeah and but it is up to him to prove it. and I think given a run of games he probably can prove it because it must be it must be a bit it must be a bit, bit disheartening I mean I know everyone goes oh, the millionaire don't feel sorry for them kind of thing but at the end of the day imagine going and going to do your job I mean, it's all that, you know what, not this week, mate. Mm-hmm. Come back next yeah. week, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And it, 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 must, it must drain the confidence out of him, in a way, it's such a young lad. He's only 20, isn't he, 21? You know, it must drain things. Like, what have I got to do to even, you know, to remain in this team, especially when he sees Walcott perform so poorly for the last few weeks as well, where he's thinking, what have I got to do? But I would, I'd definitely start him against Tottenham and against, uh, is it Burnley, then Brighton? Yeah. yeah. yeah give it, I'd give him them three games. Use the word confidence there. Are you worried by maybe the, that confidence belief that was definitely there going into the derby, which was there for the vast majority of the derby game itself? 
he wanted his, it's not the stuffing out of Everton a bit in the same way that it seems to have elevated Liverpool, doesn't it? You know, because it was such a devastating yeah. the, the nature of the lose, goal, yeah. wasn't it? You know, you Evertonians unfortunately are well used to losing at Anfield. Just seems to be like can find new Just ways of new ways of doing yeah. it, new, new ways of breaking your heart every year. <laughs> you know, and it, uh, you are right. It, I think it did knock the stuffing out of us, but you know, it, it, we had two home games there to try and to try and really sort things out and. I mentioned on the last pod, I, th- I felt like it was it wasn't just confidence that was a problem um, in the Newcastle game and, the, and and Newcastle Wofford and the City game. Really, I think we look knackered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think we look yeah, knackered, I and, I, and I think I, it, I think it's I think it's Silver's persistence in picking the same the same team, which I've not really got an issue with. But it's the same team generally, and then the same. So you know what subs are coming. You know yeah, what I mean? Much. And it's 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 get it's it's remaining in that it's like i'm not going to call it a rut yet because it's not a rut but it we just look a bit leggy because of that you know you can only play that pressing game so long you know look at liverpool last year they tried they they pressed and pressed and pressed and, and pressed, pressed but you run out of steam yeah. run out of steam and you've got to learn you've got to learn to balance it and, and and i think that's what we're trying to learn to do and i think it's it's a shame really that i mean to be fair the spares game for me is like it's huge this Spurs game. I, I really want to win this because it'll put it'll set us up for, for a potentially decent Christmas. But between that, I mean, let's let's not forget Spurs quality though. You know, I think if we come out of come out of the game with a point with that, as negative as it sounds, it's not going to be the worst result in the no, world. Is exactly. it? Look at how, how good they were Look last at, night. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we, and that's, we've, that, we've that, Kane on the bench yeah. as well. On the bench, you know, and, and they've got what 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 we're missing at a, a twenty five thirty goal a season striker who who will cause any any defense problems. But then we've got two games then against Burnley and Brighton who. Burnley struggling for relegation. I probably jinxed it now by saying, <laughs> and then Brighton, who we've beat already this year. Yeah. You know, we should be, you know, we should be looking at them games, thinking, you know what, let's, let's, um, let's get at these and get and, and pick up, even if it's the scrappiest of wins, just get yourself back up there and set you up then for the new year. I said at the beginning of the season, if we're in touch with the top six by Christmas, we're doing all right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're, yeah. We're, what are we three points behind? On three points behind, three or four, yeah, three or four points. You know, it's not, it's not. The end of the world, given the last run of fixtures, it's not been the best. As you know, obviously everyone's disappointed, but you know we're still in touch with them European places, and that's what that's what that's what's uh, I think that's what's important. A bit of perspective. Speaking of perspective, there, Connor Robert Martin on our Facebook page just on that point, he said, "Is, is it about asking for fans to be patient this season in a way?" Because I certainly know what the the Newcastle Watford game, there's some real frustration there in the stands, the particularly Watford, Watford. And yeah. it was a poor performance. Yeah. And Watford, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watford was what, poor. And, yeah. and Watford was a much better team, weren't they? But it's tough, isn't it? Because Evertonians have been patient for a long time, certainly waiting for the trophy. Yeah. But do we need that kind of perspective that Rob was talking about there, that you know, this is very early days in the silver and bronze reign? Yeah, I think I've said that every time I've gone with Robin, with Ian. Like, it, 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 that's what is being preached on the manager and from the club more or less is patience it, it'll happen at some point it's just got to wait which, which is a bit difficult when you say in the summer yeah we've spent, we've spent 50 million on a new forwards and we've signed X, Y and Z on the last day and look we look brilliant now compared to last season but there's what someone sent me something yesterday on Twitter like there's three players in this squad who've played for Moyes and there's four who played for Martin or something like that we're still getting over these really poor squads mm-hmm. that we've had in the past yeah. Like it's not the old guard's still there, and yeah, it? it's yeah. most of Cummins ones who've gone. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Mm. It's not an overnight thing. Like, well, I like, fair enough. We all want it to happen, but once it sort of clicks, and yeah, with the derby sort of coming back to that, not the stuff and out of us when it was seeming to click that bit more. 
And then we struggled against Newcastle and then again against Watford. And then obviously City is City. But I think once there's a bit more patience, then it'll like it'll just happen. Not 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 that that's what is missing. Obviously, there's more things missing. But once sort of fans can like not fans, but the vocal fans who you see each and every week, say on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, who are like, "Oh, this isn't working. This is rubbish. Like, why is this?" Knee-jerk reactions. Yeah. 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 Once them, once that sort of bit of the fan base gets won over, then it'll. It'll be all right, like for the most part, it, I think. I get, I, you know, I hate to bring them up again, but you look at how Liverpool were under Klopp in that first season when he came in after the sack drop. That was their like worst. You know what I mean? Season, you like know, and they were conceding goals left, right, and centre. They weren't playing like well the at time all. He went to the cup, didn't they? After West Brom, yeah, and, the two yeah you know, like he, was, he knew what he was doing, wasn't he? Like, and it took, but it took time. It took yeah. two or three windows for them to for them to get back where they felt where they felt they belonged. And it doesn't happen overnight. The same happened with. Um, City under Guardiola. City same. under Guardiola. You know what I mean? Yeah. We batted them 4 0 under Guardiola. Under Guardiola. Under Kuma, yeah. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it, it just, you can't fix things in one transfer window, like Connor said there. There's remnants of a Moyes team, Anna Martinez team there, and Anna Kuman team. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, this, yeah, this team, right, last year, take out the players who we've got now was like uh, like 13th 12th mm-hmm. 13th you know it was it was under Allardyce now just running into Christmas we wasn't great no don't get me wrong I know we've we picked up a few wins it wasn't you know it the was, Premier League must have been bad last season <laughs> you know what I mean you know. and, and it, but it's these same players and Marco Silva's got them in 7th pushing for Europe playing pushing, different, different a completely yeah, a completely different brand of football mm-hmm. completely different style more pace more more attacking football you're not going to change that in, in four months you're just not and I, I, it's a miracle if you do and and you, you need time in football at the, this day and age and you know if it's still if we're still struggling in two or three seasons and you go well, hang on we haven't really progressed under them that much that's when you start asking questions or if you you know if you take a real downturn where yeah, you yeah. end up yeah. fighting relegation that's when you've got to really start asking questions but you know it Look at look at Burnley again, for example. Had a great season last year. They're struggling this year because they base, they're basically us. And, you know, they had that. They had, <laughs> yeah. that, they had no preseason because of the yeah. the Europa yeah. League and whatnot. Yeah. But there's no knee jerk reaction from them. They understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's just patience. It's you've got. It takes time to build a team, and that's what we need. Just a bit of perspective and a bit of patience, and everything will be fine. But that perspective and patience isn't an acceptance of like it's not going to happen and we're like the 8th and ninth, 10th best team mm. in the league like people obviously people want us to push on but it's not going to happen as we keep saying overnight oh, it, yeah. it'll happen when it happens The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see as well after the, after after this transfer window whether we whether we bring anyone in. I know Barcelona Brand said one in one, 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 one in which one again else. I agree with that yeah. policy. You know it's been it's yeah. been sensible. I'm intrigued to see what we look like after that because that's obviously going to be more play, more players that he wants in as well. Fresh legs, then fresh, well. le- fresh legs as well. Yeah. You know, and, and it'd be in, you know you probably again could potentially be able to see a little bit more development in in the, in the team. Then so we'll see. 
in these next few games, Marco Silva's got to go with with what he's got starting at Tottenham. And as I said to you before, we uh, started recording. I spoke to a Tottenham reporter for the preview podcast that we'll probably be doing on Sunday. And he was it's going so well for them. And I did the dreaded thing and had a look at like soccer base to see how our record was against Tottenham. And it's not too good. It's actually 11 games since uh, Everton last beat Tottenham. Do you remember? Home and away. The, yeah, home and away. Was it and Pienaar? No, it's Jelovic, Pienaar 2-1. Remember the two very late goals and injuries? Was it that late? Was it that? was that late. 11 Jesus games Christ. ago, yeah. Home and away. Add <laughs> another one. I thought that Jelovic game was, that? was af- before it. Yeah. No, it was after it, sorry, yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, he's still quite a lot of draws in there, to be fair, but yeah. yeah they, they, you know, yeah. But again, no, that's kind of, yeah, you look at the, when we did beat them at that time, that was a time when Tottenham were lingering around between that fifth yeah. and seventh place. You know, they hadn't really, they hadn't really like kicked on that much and it, it, Look at and look at them now. We haven't beat them in eleven games. I think that yeah. just proves the point out how strong they are now. I mean, look at them. They, they're playing away from oh, effectively away from home at the minute every week because Wembley's not their ground. You know, not their stadium. And are they third? Is yeah, third. They're in the day. You know, yeah, like they're they're on the fourth. on the quiet. They're only a couple of wins away, aren't they? Not, from? Ju- not just not just third, not just third and four. They're comfortably yeah. there as well. It's not like you know, the at the end of the day, they're, they're title challenges. At the end of the day, they might be outsiders at the minute. But you never know what, what, what can happen. But again, it, you link it back to perspective with what Tottenham were like back then and what we are now. Just and then just think about it. But you know, we haven't beaten them eleven games. Got to beat them soon, sooner or later, haven't we? <laughs> oh, no. Did you see it changing on Sunday? Ended that rotten, rotten record? Nah, not really. But, I, but I, I'm, I'm <laughs> but they're a good team. Yeah, they yeah. Are. Like they're always that team who people point out for us and say like they're the model we should follow but it's a bit like they're a bit different like mm. sorry with different clubs altogether I think like they've always sort of been there with Redknapp and with AVB at, at a point and what was before that what, like one day Ramos yeah. like, they, mm. they went that far off never been that far off and it's always been sort of us them and when Villa were here but I think it's not a sort of like oh we'll walk into it and expect to get battered because they are for as good as they are, they are beatable. Mm-hmm. They've shown that early on this season. Um, um, God. not uh, last was it last night or I can't last night, yeah. Last night, yeah, yeah Wednesday night. night. But as good as they were, it took them a while to sort of put Arsenal to bed. And obviously Arsenal are much better side than us at the minute, but if there's flaws there, then we can take we can obviously take advantage of them. We've had a, a week off now since yeah, City, so and they've had three days, they'll have yeah, three days. And, and they've had Barca before that, yeah, as yeah. Well, so, 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 it's sort of like if, if we get our planning right and we get our tactics right and everything sort of falls into place, then yeah, we'll beat them. It's not a foregone conclusion that we'll get battered, but uh, I remember no. last I remember last year when that we played horrible, last year it? when it was, it was, it was three nil or half, yeah. it, was, it was three nil at, at, at full time, and they took us to pieces. And because they are a great and they've been rubbish up until that point yeah, as well. And yeah. you thought, Harry oh, Kane hadn't scored, and obviously he goes he scored a flu. Yeah. Got, yeah, and then he scored. I think he scored. He it's scored another goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. On and, on. and but they are a quality, quality side. And I, I hope last night took a lot out of them. You know, and, and like you said there, Paul, about the um, Barca game. the Barca game yeah. the week uh, the week before, and uh, and he struggled against Burnley. To be fair, it was only it was an last injury. Night, it, was an, yeah, it was an injury time yeah. goal. You know what I mean? It's it, it. I'm interested to see what Tottenham turns up. I was talking to a Tottenham fan at work today, and he said uh, he was fully confident of a um, of a Tottenham win. I said I don't really blame you, but I don't write us off <laughs> just yet. It depends. I think Everton now are a bit of a, a bit of a wounded animal. I think I think I gave it the last two two home performances. I think the players know they always won. It's the sort of perfect game. And it's a perfect well. game, yeah. you know what I mean? It's going to be dark. It's going to be good as under the lights. You know, let's you know, 
let's hope it's a good atmosphere and we can uh, we can we can walk away with the three points in the end. Just throw a bit of a random question in again from Facebook, which talks about changes, centre backs, the wingers, the forwards. I think the team, if, particularly if guys fit, picks itself. Other than that, but there was a, a fellow called Paul Hayes on there talking about whether it's time for Leighton Baines to move on. Understandably, he's he's not playing in the team, but there's. there's Phil or Kirk Bride or Everton FC reported a piece, didn't he, with Silver again? Mm. And that Martinez thing about him popping and up in midfield. Personally, I don't know whether now's the time, but back then I could see I could see logic because I just think he's a really good yeah. footballer. And we were talking at the top of this podcast that there's there's a there for midfielders at Everton at the moment. Schneiderlin's out of the picture. Davis, he's still a young kid. McCarthy's not ready. Could you ever envisage one like last last blast for Baines do you, know what I mean, do you know what I mean problem is with Leighton Baines playing in midfield is he's one footed yeah that's kind of my real yeah. issue with it and I, and I and I think he might be a little bit too lightweight a bit too slow uh, he's like you know he's what is he 34 now 35 you know what I mean he's you know he's listen he's the best left back I've ever seen play for us usually you know I'm yeah. 31 without and question I, you know and he I, I don't want him to go out, you know, on a downer. I want him to go out as the player that, you know, I, I thought he was great last season, you know, given given how he was. Wasn't terrible, I don't think. No. So, sorry. Wasn't terrible, I wasn't don't terrible, think. You know no. what I mean? You know, and he's just been replaced by a really good player. I really, I, and, look, yeah. and you know what? If there's one bit of thing, one thing we've got right this year is Leighton Baines as a placement because he's absolutely fun. It's like watching a young Baines. The way he bombs forward, yeah, he can whip a ball. He can whip, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. No, I, I, yeah, because his set pieces were awful the game before, weren't they? I think yeah, like, been awful the but, yeah. but you know what? Though, although they were, but although they were, like you know, they didn't reach the target as such. But you know what? He doesn't stop trying. No, no. Yeah, and I think Leighton Baines is going to really struggle to get in at left back again between now and the rest of the season. But we're going to play. He'll, I reckon he'll play the Lincoln game. Yeah, but to play him in, in midfield, I don't think it's. I don't think it's wise. Yeah, as much as we'd all love to see like a swan song from him, <laughs> I don't think it's wise. No, yeah, completely agree. Yeah, yeah, I just don't think. As much as I love Leighton Baines and going up at Zordon, he's from like round the corner from mine. I went to the same school and stuff like that. I just can't see it playing ten minutes. Is it, but did we try it once at Newcastle? Was it away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. just look lost. Yeah, it, it, it was it, a few years ago, but like it can't be that much better now. Obviously, he's an older player and stuff like I, that. But you need. I think it comes back to say with Gomes and Sigurdsson, you need legs near them to do yeah. his dirty work for them. And if Gage's not going to be there, then there's not going to be that player to do it for him. He's a brilliant passer of the ball, don't get me wrong, and one of the best we've ever had. But can he play him in the field? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think as well, you look at the size as well of Gomez compared to Baines, mm-hmm. and you need, you know what yeah. I mean? It'd just be a complete, yeah. a complete mismatch. And yeah, I just, if there's one team it could work against, I think it might be Spurs with Dyer and Winks if them two played because them two aren't going to come out there half. Yeah, and he could pick a pass. He can pick up. He's got time to pick a pass yeah. there, and yeah, yeah. But, but um, it's probably not the right. But it's just one of these. It's like it's another. Like I can't believe we're actually talking about an idea that Roberto Martinez come up with. <laughs> like it's a good idea. So I'm a little bit dubious in that in that sense in its own right. So in, <laughs> fair enough. We've, uh, just another Facebook question. Probably the the last one now. Where uh, Steve Davis was talking about that Lincoln game because we covered something. We've mentioned the fact that it's uh, Burnley Brighton and then 
Leicester before that, isn't it? On New Year's New Day, Year's lovely Day, yeah. 30 kickoff. Won't we have much to drink the night before there? Yeah. <laughs> I will be in sunny Orlando. Oh, oh, yeah. Honestly, we might not be missing a bad in there. But, <laughs> but he asked about Lincoln and he said, who will fume if uh, Martin Stecklenberg's in goal? And, and I'm definitely yeah. that person. Yeah, I think we all agree there. And more pertinently, do you think Silver will take the game seriously? And I really do hope so because I think that Southampton game is the only proper black mark against, against him so, yeah. so far. You know, you know what, right? If it was, pre- I want us to play the strongest team possible every single game, whether it be Lincoln or Man City. I'm, I'm not bothered. Third round of the FA Cup, just coming off a busy Christmas, Christmas set of Christmas fixtures. Whether we like it or not, he's going to rest players. And it's not an easy game after it either. Bournemouth, Rome is not a walkover. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. So yeah. he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna use the squad there. I think. I think. I think Baines will play. I think Stecklenberg will play. I don't want Stecklenberg to play. He's not... Goalies he, don't need wrestling, do they? He's goalies not, he's do not, not need wrestling. You know what? You know what? If you're going to play anyone, if you're going to change your keeper, play, play the, the new kids. lad. Yeah. That, Virginia, Virginia, yeah. Virginia. You know what I mean? Play him. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's he here for? You know, and I, I don't... I, I always think your defence is one thing that you should never mess around with. You know what I mean? For me, the defence should always be who it is. But he, it, it's Lincoln and he's going to do it. But you know what? Do you know if it was Premier League opposition... I think he'd go full strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think given the fact that it's Lincoln, but if we get Premier League opposition in the next round, provide me get through, which we should do, obviously. I'll just jinx that again. We've got it. You know, provide me get through, and it's an it's a Premier League opposition. We've got to take it seriously then and play Pickford and the, the normal defence. Uh, we haven't got the game. You know, at the end of the day, we're not in Europe in any capacity. We've got no other commitments apart from the FA Cup now for this and, and obviously the league. So it goes full strength as possible. But I do expect them, given the full, given the fixture run that we've, we've come, we're going to be coming off. And like you just said there, mate, about having Bournemouth, we need fresh legs for that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I can see him twisting it, uh, mixing it up a little bit and Stechland where he probably will play. I know. <laughs> Heartbreaking. I know. Heartbreaking, isn't it? I, 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 well, I agree with what you said there, Paul. Um, the Southampton game is his only black mark for me. I think if he's got to learn anything going forward, it's that Everton fans like a cup run. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who we're going to play. Gets everyone, us on board, doesn't it? Everyone turns yeah. out. And it's an easy um, sort of like confidence booster from the fans. Because if you have a good FA cut run, Everton's going to go, oh, look back and go, oh, we got to so-and-so last, last round. There's no reason why we can't go further next year. And like the League Cup is the League Cup. I, I've sort of accepted that we'll never win that in my life. <laughs> it's like a derby when yeah, it yeah. isn't it? Just right it off. You just waiting to go out. But the FA Cup, like it comes out, like you get to the summer, you think, oh, well, the FA Cup, we could win that this year. And the sort yeah. of the pre-season predictions come out and we're sort of there and thereabouts to win the FA Cup. It's like us or like someone picks City or maybe even Spurs to break their out. So it's something you've got to take seriously. Lincoln, and no easy push, no pushover. Like had a good run in the cup. Three years ago, yeah, Burnley and Burnley when they were in the national yeah, league, yeah. They? and they're doing well in league two now, yeah. I believe. Yeah, I wait with the I wait with the Sammy if I was talking to him about it because I said I want Sammy in the next round after yeah. this because <laughs> he always goes on about when he beats his three nails. Just, just, just want his home what away yeah, means just to it. give you a taste, <laughs> just so you just so you shut up about it. But you're saying yeah, Lincoln Lincoln are doing well in the league, but Sammy beat them as well. So, you know, I think they've, been, they've, they've sold out that allocation as well, haven't they? So yeah. Like 6,000. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. So fair play to them, you know, and, and you know, let's show let's show them respect and show the Cups some respect and, and and play a pretty, pretty strong team, yeah. you know, and, and but I do expect a whole sort of changes for that game, unfortunately. But if it, was a pre- if it was a Premier League opposition or Championship opposition, I can imagine them playing a bit more of a, a stronger side. The only thing I think is about the sort of team selection is I, I, I hope that he doesn't get drawn into the fact that they're in like league what league two is it and mm. get, get like sort of like oh we'll win this game because 
he's, he's probably seen himself at Watford and with Hull, like there's games in the cup where you're yeah. gonna get beat by these sides. Yeah. And yeah. With a bit of a, an ounce of seriousness, you'd hope that we not walk it, but quite comfortably yeah. win it, maybe two 0 But he sort of, like, as I keep saying, he needs to learn from that Southampton game, and that's the sort of perfect one to. Well, that's get Southampton, that Southampton game. You know what I mean? They were, I think they were close to bottom of the league at the time. They've not bought. They've not bought. They've not bought. They made they made ten changes, didn't they? I remember, I remember and, and and there they are, and they went one. You know. As soon as you went to penalties, you just, I mean, penalties were a disaster in their own right. I think there's some, in, in general, in this League Cup this year, there's been some appalling penalties. Yeah. Then ones at City on, on Tuesday night were awful. But, you know what I mean? It was completely, completely underestimated. And you're, you're, you're dead right there in what you're saying, Connor. These teams are here to make life difficult for us. They're yeah. not here to just get, come, have, come and have a day out that they're here to try and go to because that's a lot of money to them. Their owners are blue as well. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. So he's yeah. obviously going to, like, not brief them, but like, yeah. come gonna, on, lads, gonna gonna he's going to get them up for it. I think there's a club on the up as well, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, you know, so well. they, they might come here without any fear, but... Yeah. Uh, and, and they're bound to, I think any team uh, from the lower leagues, it's a free hit. Yeah, it's like, exactly. like, City, like City for us at the weekend was a free yeah. hit. This is a free hit for them. They've got no concerns about coming here. If they get tonked, they get tonked. It's expected from yeah. us to beat them. But if they win, then they move on and yeah. they've and got another name to it. To and the, we're embarrassed yeah. over it. So, you know what I mean? That's why you've got to go as full strength as possible. But you can't see it. Can't see it. No. We were talking about Lincoln because this will be the last view from the Gladys Street podcast of the year because uh, obviously over the Christmas week, we've taken a bit of a break. But there'll be lots to talk about when we get back, when Ian's back on board, when he's well. But uh, we have got something big to talk about, haven't we, before we, we, we wrap up for the show and wrap up for the year. It's the big breaking news that just happened just before we came on air. Uh, I'll read it out, what we've reported here. The Echo Everton are proposing a capacity of 52,000 for a new stadium at Bramley Moor Dock. And the Blues have also confirmed that projected figure could increase to 62,000 in the future. So, uh, lads, what's your initial reaction to, to that news? Uh, it's divisive, isn't it? You know, it's going to divide fans no matter what way you look at it. For me personally, I was expecting 55 to 60. Yeah. 52 is a bit low. But I can see the logic behind it um, in a way. You know what I mean? It's, what is it, 38,000 season ticket holders? Sorry, 32,000 season ticket holders, 10,000 on a waiting list. Add your hospitality, add, add your away fans. Add your away fans, you know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's a ballpark figure. We've we we've under we've undercut ourselves, I think, because you know we I think we want a full stadium. We want to show off a full stadium week in week out, and and I, that I, I kind of understand that. And obviously, there is scope to grow. You know, I know City expanded the um, the Etihad at some point, didn't he? But I think two years ago, two years ago, they had an extra had an extra tier on and things, and you know if, if there's if there's capacity to do it, then it's like supply and demand, isn't it? I suppose, you know, no one knows that we're going to fit, you know, people are going to assume that we're going to fill a, a 60,000 seat stadium. You'd like to think we could, but are we really? We've never been in that position. We've never been in that position. You know what I mean? We've never, we've never, it's with supply and demand. So if the, if the demand's there, they'll increase it. You know, the, I don't think, I don't think at the minute money's any kind of objective. So I'm sure given, you know, two or three years after the stadium's opened, it wouldn't be the, you know, it, you, and we progress as a team. It all depends on the prog progression of the team. If we're in Europe all the time, maybe in the Champions League, they are going to expand it. But I'm, I'm, I don't but in. I don't even know if it's based on that, you know, because the way I read it was that it was uh, the next round of consultations will decide if they push it up or not. I don't know if I'm wrong on that, but that's what I read on the site. That it was just, it's 52 that's now. The and then once they give, I think it was, if you release the designs and speak to fans again on transport and something else, it could be increased from that point. But it wouldn't surprise me. But, uh, yeah. yeah it, but like, you know, there's, 
there's there's probably a lot of mitigating factors in the in, in yeah, general yeah. in the long run, isn't there? Over over what over over how how big the stadium's gonna be and and I, I, the one thing I've liked about Everton, and I commend them for it, is they've done Everton right. Been and very open and, and they've been very open. Yeah. They've communicated Everton. I mean, they, these consultations only finished at the end of November, and yeah. they've already got results out for them now. And there's when was it? When's the next one? Next summer. Well, I know this week next, they've been. I've had the survey through about the how the transport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it feels quite constant, you know what doesn't I mean? it? And, and, it the, and just because we've released the figure today, you know, again, it's that perspective, isn't it? Yeah. You know, just. Think about it. We're not going to fill a 60, 65-seater stadium. It is ambitious, and you've got to show ambition. But at the same time, though, we've never filled a stadium like that before. And imagine, I'd rather sit in a stadium 52 to 55, right? That's full. That's full to the brim, week in, week out. You can't get a ticket. Then I've, like, you look at the at West Ham's ground, for example, City's ground, for Spurs example, at Wembley yeah, Spurs yeah. at Wembley you know what I mean you see patches on the seats that doesn't look good it looks horrible, it looks horrible. And, it, and I think it gives it gives a flat atmosphere then and I think there's one thing that we Everton fans you know want and thrive on is a good atmosphere and yeah. it's something that Goodison has probably lacked in, in, in certain in these but you know let's get let's make it like a cauldron let's get it close to the pitch let's get it you know compact and I think it'll look great. I think it'll look great. And like I said, if if there's room there to, to build, great. We'll we'll build. Yeah. And I can understand the arguments for both, but personally, it, it just I'm less concerned about the capacity and more buoyed is the word by the fact that it really looks like this one could be happening. You know, because yeah. we're talking about false stones on the pitch. There's been no bigger false stone for Everton in you recent know, years than, than the stadium as the new stadium. Know, we were speaking before the pod, we were one on three failed stadium moves. Yeah. You know, we've got to get this right. I said this in, a, in previous pods, we've got to get it right. And if, if throwing caution to the wind is, is the way forward with it, great. You know, I, 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 it, and these people who are moaning about it as well, it's like they're moaning that they're not going to go anymore because they're, they're not happy with the ground. They are going to go at the end of the day. It's a new ground. It's 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 tourists are going to flock there whether we like it or not you know it's going to be like it's going to it's going to open up go open up so many avenues and with that it's again it's supply and demand if the demand's there we'll give them we'll give them the extra seats yeah exactly i think it's sort of you've got to prove it with the on-pitch product first and when you'll get that off but mm-hmm. like i think i said earlier before we recorded if there's a bit of success there the fans will flock i don't think at the minute it's all well and good saying we've got thirty-three thousand seasons season all there's ten thousand waiting and there's tons of hospitality is going to be available you look at City and look at United and you look at Arsenal and Liverpool for as much as people might try and take the mick out of them their tourist fans are still coming still spending money and imp- not Im- improving the atmosphere but they're, they're attending the game they're, they're the showing fun, the, the, fun show, the yeah, club yeah. showing yeah. the fun yeah. we haven't got that at the minute but as much as we, we can build up our international fan base which is great we haven't got that casual fan who's going to come in and go oh look I seen Everton on the telly the other day and they beat Spurs 4-0 and they've won the league and stuff like that I'm going to go and pay 80 quid for an Everton ticket and I'm going to buy a shirt we haven't got that mm-hmm. at the end of the day ours is all hypothetical at the minute you yeah. know what you can say we've got 10,000 people on a season ticket on a, on a, wait, on a waiting but list but until that gets but, put down to we want your money for this ticket for this product it's not going to happen yeah, yeah. I, 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 I reckon if you said tomorrow to, to fans you're on that waiting list you're, the, you're on that waiting list is it, but here's a ticket now do you want it I don't think they'd all say no. yeah. No, not all no, of them. no, because it's, it's turned around well, where you're always 500 quid. Do you know what I mean? Or however much it costs. Yeah, it's one know, thing putting your name on a list. It's another saying, well, we need your cash. You know, a season, yeah. a season ticket, it sounds a bit weird saying it, but a season ticket is sort of like, it's an investment in its own right. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You, yeah. it, it, you're forking out up to 500 quid 
vooral dat we glad the season ticket anyway, that's fine, is yeah. But then you've got to make that commitment then throughout the year to make sure you're getting your money's worth. And it's like it's all well and good being on a seat on a season ticket waiting list. But can you really afford to do that? I know Reds who've t- who've come to the top of their famous yeah. waiting list and turned one down and turned one down simply because they can't afford it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all, it's all well and good saying, Oh look, I'm yeah. this number I up, but until it gets to that point where you've got to say, listen, I'm going to have one now and I'm going to commit We what, 19 Saturdays and Sundays out the year to go and watch this team and just pay money to get there and pay yeah. for the programme and stuff like that. It's not going to happen, yeah. is it? So it is, it's, it's, it's all, you know, it, the, club are, the club are being rightly cautious, I think. I was expecting a little bit more if I'm being perfectly honest, but I even think 55 to, to 56 probably wouldn't have been a bad figure either, but no. yeah, great. I'll have a full Royal Blue podcast there uh, with Phil Kitbride, our Everton reporter, and Dave Prentice, obviously former Everton reporter, now our head of sports here, going into detail about this big announcement about Bramley Moor Dock. So uh, please have a look out for that one on Friday morning or Friday afternoon, and also have a look at the coverage online. There's plenty on there from Phil, Dave, and the rest of the uh, Everton reporting team. Just like to say thanks to Connor and Rob for joining us, lads. No really problem. appreciate it. No Just problem. before Christmas, off to do your shopping now, aren't you, mate? Indeed. Finish it off. <laughs> Still putting mine on the back burner for the weekend. Uh, and just thanks to everyone at home who's listened to this podcast, uh, the Raw Blue podcast, the post-game podcast, and any specials we've done throughout the year. Have a brilliant Christmas. Let's hope Everton make it a good one. And uh, we'll be back in the new year with Ian, hopefully as well. <laughs> You've been listening to the Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo.